one of your hosts, Marcus Howard. And it's your boy, Sebastian Chosen One Burton. Right in for me, your Master Geatrice. And Mr. Dope Work in the building. Hey, we got an exciting episode today. Marcus, what do we have now that we've taken a break off of Knockout City? <laughs> we took a break from Knockout City to come back to Knockout City. We got the, the first <laughs> oh. diamond in the world for Knockout City, Daryl. How do you pronounce your, your gamer tag? Is it Bugs7, Bugsy? Uh, so you could call me Bugs or Bugsy. Um, pretty much my dad nickname is Bugs. And I can tell you a, whole, a cool like story. So pretty much his, his nickname is Bugs. My gamer tag back then, like far far back then, used to be called Bug Son DJ. Bugs, I'm his son DJ. Ah. Everyone called me Bugs. So I just do a little twist with it, put a Z, and then my favorite number is seven. So Bugsy, and then the VII is just because I can get the original Bugs. That's fly. Okay. That's fly. That's fly. <laughs> okay. Bugsy, I respect that. I love how people get. It's like tattoos now, like gamer tags. It's like yeah, you gotta know your story and how you got it and how it came to be. That's real dope. How long you been playing for? Like, would you say you've been playing competitive? You knew you wanted to be a competitive gamer because at this point you're um you're a you're you're a you're you're a multi genre multi game you know player and competitive yeah. at the pro level for Oxygen Esports, right? Yep. So when when before Oxygen before anything else, what was you like? Um, when did you know? Like, was you like seven, eight? And just decide like this is going to be it or what? I mean, I knew gaming was going to be in my life since I was four because it was just huge in my family at at my younger age. Obviously, when they got older, you know, slowly slide. Like for example, my father, he was a big. I'm not sure y'all know the game called SOCOM, mm-hmm. but yes. um, mm-hmm. he was uh, <laughs> yeah. he was a huge head on that, and I followed in his footsteps. And he wanted to do competing and stuff, but back then, prize pool wasn't that big. You know, he had to pay bills and all that stuff, so he couldn't you know chase his dreams. And then when Call of Duty hit around my time and I was enjoying it, I was like, yo, this is fun. I need to start doing this. And I didn't get into comp, like actual comp, because I was like a little pub stuff. I thought I thought it was the shit, you know, spanking everywhere. I get 100 <laughs> kills and stuff on Call of Duty. But then uh, when it came to, I think, Black Ops 3, no, Black Ops 2. And then that's when I was like, yo, I want to go competitive in this, like, in this gaming general. What what was the what was the thing in Black Ops Two that made you decide like all right I think I'm good enough to go and like win at like lands? Um, I just usually just like just playing like I just felt like I was just too good you know like I did demolition stuff I used to make YouTube videos on that stuff dropping multiple nuclears double nuclears hundred plus gameplay hundred two hundred kill plus gameplays and I was in one of like I guess you could say one of the top clans back in. Black Ops 2 on the PS4 side, at least. Okay. They're called Mob, I believe. I think the videos are still up there and you can see it. And that's when I was like, you know, I felt like I had something with like gaming and YouTubing at least. And then when it came to competitive, I think it was Advanced Warfare is when I actually got into like doing money matches and all that stuff. Okay. Like really going. So when was your first offline, like, like, when was your first, like, offline event with a team or something like that? Oh, well, I didn't get into, like, those type of stuff until Fortnite, but, like, okay. what, Call of Duty was, like, more on the wager side, like, online, everything was online. I didn't really get to go into big things, because I think I was too young. I was still, like, 15, 16, so. Okay. Uh, I think 16 you could have, but it was, like, probably small, not, like, majors and stuff. But I knew some of, like, the big heads, like, I'm not sure if y'all know, like, Celium and, um, uh-huh. Celium on Phase. um, what's his name? That is the other guy's name. Celium and someone else. I used to be mad tight like back then, you know, doing wages and stuff and look at them now. How um how is it how was it online? Like uh like is that like a big scene doing the wagers? Like Um, it used to be. So like the big website scenes that are like pretty much is like I guess you could call it gambling, but it's just more like testing your skills and like going against people is is CMG, UMG and G B game battles. And that was like the online version of like competing, doing tournaments putting a little money to, to enter a tournament and then, you know, whoever wins or your top two gets prize pool. And, you know, so that was like the closest thing to competing at least yeah, at game home. battle days was game battle days was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> MLG and everything, all that came from that. So um, what I wanted to ask, because like I recently was in a tournament and won somebody and I was like, okay, I like this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like once you, first got paid did you feel like yo i'm i'm pro i'm elite now because i got my very first like check or payment and that made you want to continue to see how far further you could go 
Um, so something like that was in Fortnite because in Call of Duty, as I can see, like those games are like really closed on like who can join. It's more on like, hey, if you're popular, you you have a chance and stuff. If you had no connections, no following, it's, you're done. You, you're just you're just a shadow in you know this big mist of jungle. But with Fortnite, it was open to all. It, it was open to anyone. If you were good, you could play the tournaments. If you placed. You were seen as one of the best, and that's when I like actually got into it and stuff. And then that's with the World Cup and stuff. And when I was getting money like that, then I was like, okay, I can see myself <laughs> going far into this. <laughs> so shout out to to everybody tuning in on LinkedIn, Alina. We appreciate you, Patrick, Steve. Uh, chosen if you see anybody on on Twitch and on Facebook, uh, we appreciate the audience and the community showing up here. If you have any questions for Bugs. Uh, post them in the comments. We'll make sure we get those asked and answered at the end of the, the episode. But yeah, man, tell, tell us about um, the journey going pro and getting signed. Like, how do you, the, our podcast is about sharing gems that people can mm-hmm. benefit from. And we know a lot of people want to be pro in gaming. They think you can either do content creation or, or play in tournaments and win cash or get signed mm-hmm. by a team. How do you go through that process? Um, so for Fortnite, it was literally just by having placements, actually, you know, placing high in like events, like for example, they have cash cups and FNCS and all you really had to do is perform. That's all you had to do for like games on like Call of Duty, Valorant, those games are a little bit harder, but the best thing I could say is just do like YouTubing, you know, get videos out, stream as much as you can and any small tournament you can get your hands on play in them because people watch for those things and you know it stands out so for example like for me with Fortnite a random person no one knows I started playing Fortnite thought it was really good was doing little tournaments here and here and then World Cup came around place in place in place in um I was really close to actually um, going to World Cup I was actually two points off very very devastating (laughs) but um Going into that, after that, like the competition kind of settled down because you know they had to go through the World Cup process. But after that is when um, I saw a land center. I was like, "Yo, I want to compete!" Like, it's like this is a drive inside me. I was like, "Yo, I need to do something. I can't just sit and play pubs. I can't just sit and play rank. I just need to compete. I just love it." And that's how I found Helix, aka Oxygen, because they actually started the org that I'm in. And it was like, "Oh, we're doing um, a tournament." Back then, Fortnite had um these just tournaments that was just like placement, like literally just play to see how well you would do and like you would show off your friends. I got this much in this cup. How much did you get? You know, just to brag about it. And what they did with it was they took that tournament and was like, all right, guys, you know, you put like a, like, like pretty much you pay in and pretty much winner takes all, depending on how much people came. And I literally went flawless there every single time. And in the hey. future <laughs> when they um had actual like events because before it wasn't customs like it was like you know how you could just load in all together in one group and they finally added that i've literally placed i believe top three or better every time and the times i didn't place first is not me joking around or not taking it too seriously but me joking around not taking it too seriously (laughs) so how, how do you know um that's dope by the way um how do you know what in today's age with streaming and YouTube, how do you know whether to take it more serious playing or streaming? Because I'm sure you see the money people are making streaming and YouTubing mm-hmm. versus, you know, the grind. Be, I mean, I, yeah. I'm like you. I was a pro, bro. So I know about the grind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was all <laughs> about the grind for real. But I kind of think like, damn, like, did Ninja have to do the grind? Because it's like... You grind, and he grinded in Halo, and that turned mm-hmm. out to be like kind of more like what our careers were. Like you know, like hey, you make some money, you go to team to team, you try to make it work, and you try to win the big one. But then yep. he made way more than what a player makes by being a streamer. You know what I'm saying? Streamer, yeah, way more. So how would how would someone like you, 21 in your prime, you know, how do you um how do you decide at 21 I'm gonna stick with this pro thing or I'm gonna stream? Shout out to Ink Bear Gaming. I see you on Twitch. So what opened my eyes was back around Fortnite. And I think it was 
like when people qualify for the World Cup, pretty much. And I was just sitting there like, there were people that were qualifying. And literally the one video they posted about them qualifying, getting millions of views. You're one of the one out of the hundred people that's about to go for this big prize pool. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, you really got a million views or you see people get a million views that qualify and you're telling me you're not going to take advantage of this? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, ah, I just, I just don't go. But the only reason why I kind of like slacked off was, like you said, the grind. The grind is hard. And yeah. I was, back in like Call of Duty days, I used to upload 100, 200, you know, kill gameplays. Now I'm playing comp. You know, I'm I'm getting kills, but I'm also dying. My score is like, 30 to you know 14 rather me playing pubs where i'm getting 200 to you know two right. and right. i'm just saying like does my audience want to watch this they don't want to see me get my ass beat you know right. right so that's when like when i was younger you know i rather preferred this this um competing because like i said that was my enjoyment but now that i'm getting older and you know understanding it better i can see that doing youtubing doing streaming is way worth more than grinding but at the same time, you could just stream the game that you are grinding competitively. You know, there's nothing, no harm, no foul into it. The only thing you do is, I guess, you give up your strats and people can understand how you play and learn from you. But you got to realize, at the end of the day, once you face them once or twice or a couple of times, people are going to figure you out either way. So anyway. it's better to show them and then hit them with something different the next time. They'll be like, wait, what? you never done this before. Like, why? what's up with the change up, man? That's, that's, just that's, your, that's your business. Yeah. <laughs> business. Oh, well, changed up for you. Fooled you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how do you know what the hottest game is? I mean, um, you know, how, uh, what, so... what brought you to Knockout City specifically? What made you, why do you want to jump on Knockout City? So I'll tell you the, the journey that I had with Fortnite. So pretty much Fortnite, no offense to the Fortnite fans, Fortnite is just not the game anymore. Price pool is pummeling, players are pummeling, the lag is... T- Everything's really bad before. Very, very bad. And I had, like, a really bad year where everyone thought I was just terrible because I had, like, packet loss and internet issues. And I just had to deal with it. And then, you know, everyone just looked down on me like, oh, you're not how you were before. And I just had to take that. Wasn't doing well anymore. I was like, yeah. Not only that's happening, but the price was going down. I don't see a point in playing this game anymore. I actually, I actually game hopped, I think, five games. The first game I game hopped was something, what was it? It was Rogue Company. I was going to go to Rogue Company. I was playing with my friends. We used to grind mad hard. It was mad fun, easy. Then we got some scrims, and it got a little more difficult. Then we got better. And then just watching, like, the viewer counts and stuff, it was like, this game is it's too small. Like, it's not growing. It looks like no one's interested. Moved on from that. And this, this one was, like, a joke, but I just wanted to do it for, like you said, like, streaming, like, how it's bigger. I went to Fall Guys. I went to Fall Guys, and I was just doing it to say, oh, I have the most wins, and I was grinding it, grinding it. And it worked out, and it didn't work out. Like, no, I didn't get that much viewers from it, but I got invited to a tournament because um, of it. And I ended up and I ended up winning that tournament. And But then I could have won multi because it was, like, someone called Grand Pooh Bear, and he was just running these $5,000 tournaments because I think he was sponsored by Monster. And shout out to that, that was amazing. Um, actually, <laughs> sent all the players like big stacks of these monsters every time for every tournament. It was it was lit. Um, but then, like I said, same thing with like the whole Fortnite thing I told you about the land. After I won, ain't gonna lie, I got a little cocky. Stopped like playing and practicing because don't get me wrong, that game was like very RNG. You know, jelly beans bouncing around and around. And but there's ways you could like learn and maneuver it. But I just like you know got too cocky. And then obviously that game was never gonna be competitive. It's just like a fun party game. So drop that game. Next game, the big game that I said I was going to try because it was been talked about, but we didn't know what it was going to be was Game Gods. If you remember Final Mouse, mm-hmm. I, I was going going to go like try that game out. I enjoyed it. It got a lot of backlash. No one enjoyed it. Game died. Finally, I think I was, yeah, actually, no. Then the fourth game is now Knockout City. And I was like, you know what? I think this could be a game that I could get into. And Going well right now, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we had uh, Karthik Bala, the uh, creative director on the game uh, and the founder of Veland Studios who made the game uh, on a couple weeks ago. And he just felt like players like you and casual players are going to like out, like Knockout City because uh, it's like easy to pick up but harder to master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, would you agree with mm-hmm. that? 
Yeah, 100%. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, even though um, some people are watching us, like, in those tournaments and seeing, like, oh, this game is so competitive. Wow, this game is so fast-paced. It's like, I can't see myself playing it. But in reality, when you play pubs, it's, you know, slower, easier. You know, you get the understanding. You, there's players just like you that don't get the game or, you know, stuff like that. Right, 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 right. Well, um, I feel like I'm asking quite too many questions. Anybody else got any questions? I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> um... What I had like it, what you said is that, you know, once you because a lot of players tend to not do this, I guess, because they get afraid of failing. Yes. So uh, a lot of players will stick to that one game all mm-hmm. the way until the until that that boat just sinks and they sink yep. along with it <laughs> yep. instead of actually broadening their horizon. That's why I love Sonic Fox. Like Sonic mm-hmm. Fox knows how to like. Whatever game he's playing, he kind of knows how to to kind of tend to that game and, and try to learn it. And does and he doesn't mind to lose. He doesn't like get shaken up too much on losing. And I like how you ventured off to see, okay, what's the next wave? You know, what's the next yeah. wave? I'm not gonna sit here with Fortnite exactly. all day. And what's cool about that is that you can become that next big player because you took the step to actually make it pop. And on top of that, you're not being frugal with your talents or even some things you might share with your audience. And that's why your audience is going to gravitate you or anybody that's going to pick up like, yo, he's sharing some tips. There's a lot of, you know, pro players and even like on an entrepreneurial tip, a lot of people don't understand. When you give out some free information, you're going to it's, it's like a it's a bait and hook, like I'm going to hook you and you're going to become a fan. You're going to become a fan of me. And then later on, I could sell you on later things. I think a lot of people become too frugal with that and stingy until they smite themselves. So I love how you actually took a, a chance to go into another uh, game, another community, try it out, share some tips. And then now you're on Knockout City, which like Mark has been calling it for the long <laughs> <laughs> Marcus is the early adopter. He is the huge brand ambassador saying like, yo, this is going to be the next wave. And I do see it because it reminds me of the Splatoon feel of anybody can gravitate towards it, any age, but then a competitive feel of, okay, we have four guys, we got Splatoon, but then we kind of have that, 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 that shooter type of feeling with it too, because like what you were saying, you got to pay attention to your all your surroundings and you can't, you can't air hustle on this game. It's, yeah. it's, you, you just can't <laughs> air hustle on it. So I love how you, um, you went about insane. And I think everybody should learn off of that. But another question I wanted to ask being signed to a team, um, being signed to a team versus being solo. Uh, how do you feel? Has it gravitated your brand being on a team or did you find that being solo at the time you got more out of it like give us the pros and cons of actually being on a team because some people don't know that aspect um so the pros and cons to being on a team all right so i think the main is there really a con i mean it's more on if you're on the greedy side. So I guess like the only con I can see that being on a team, well, actually two, I'll give you two. The first con is depending on what you're doing for that team, you got to split with them, obviously. And it's not a major split, but you know, it's still like a something that's going out of your pocket. But then again, the pro to that is they should be the ones that's like, you know, um, giving you marketing or giving you those graphics that you need or the editors that you need to help you out. And then another con is signing to the right org for example what if you were in fortnite you're popping off and then this little org and it happens it happens a lot in in, in the fortnite scene or at the beginning it was like say you join this little org called called supreme supers and it's like yo man you popping off da, 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 da. we'll give you a hundred dollars a month or whatever to, to you know keep competing under this name you know we give you give us 10 percent of your money everything else streaming money all that that's yours you're like, wow, I'm going to be signed. They got 10,000 people watching them. This is cool. Signed. And like, not like agree- agreement. I'm talking about an actual contract that you're locked in yeah. for months that you right. can't get sued if you try to thingy. And then you realize after a while, all your friends or all these other players are getting signed by Fades, 100 Thieves, 
all these other crews, but you're way better than them. You're sitting here like, wait, what? And then y'all, you know, obviously probably talk about how much y'all making from these orgs and stuff, and then you're locking the contract. So you definitely got to look at who and when you're signing, and you got to know your worth. That's the biggest thing I could tell you. Just from seeing the Fortnite scene and just knowing um, certain contracts, like orgs, orgs are not saying spiteful, but like at the same time, orgs are taking the chance with you, you know? They're taking the chance with you being consistent, you being on your A-game, you being active, you know? Because say one day you make a big tournament and then you're just like, oh, I'm done. You know, I'm not in the mood anymore. And you do the bare minimum, like, because there's requirements you have to meet and you can literally hit those requirements and just, you know, just disappear and just slowly die down. And they still got to pay you, you know? Obviously, they could, like, you know, there's, like, stuff to get out of those and, oh, yeah, I agree to, you know, disband the, um, the contracts and then go stuff like that. The pros of actually being signed, you know, to certain teams is like obviously the number counts jump up because now you're part of them and now all their viewers are gonna come to you. Pro is getting paid to actually do what you love. <laughs> uh, another pro is like I said, you're gonna get helpers if you really need it. And don't be afraid, because I'm not gonna lie, I was afraid once or twice of like asking for help. But don't be afraid to hit them up like, yo guys, I need a, a thumbnail, yo guys, I need some GFX, yo guys, I need some intro. You know, don't be afraid. That's your org, you know, they're supposed to help you. They're not gonna Exactly. always come to you because that's how that's how i, I as i started with OEC. um they were because like at first when they started they were like you know hands on hands on hands on trying to help me and then after a while they just noticed that i like to do my own thing and they left me alone and then in the back of my head i'm just like damn what happened to my work why they why not on top of me no more <laughs> and it's like you know it's like a 50 50 thing it's like if you want something or you need something they will help you like for example i my controls were messed up literally had no money to buy my own controller and they actually had a hookup to, to Scuff and sent that in like within three, four days because I asked for it. If I never asked for it, you know, I would have just been sitting there with a broken controller. <laughs> yeah. I just got done playing with a broken controller. I feel your pain. Yeah, you need a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. I have a question yeah, for you. Um, we're having conversations on LinkedIn about kind of the future of esports and, and scaling up and talking about this may not make sense in kind of a Call of Duty or, or Overwatch perspective you know because of the leagues and the buy-ins but with a game like knockout city if someone like a play it against sports says hey we want to sponsor our own team instead of going and sponsoring phase clan or oxygen uh, you know esports if you weren't signed would you consider going the route of being signed by a brand and playing for the brand's team instead of playing for one of these more traditional teams if the pay was going to be comparable like phase or something like hundred thieves. Yeah, like phase. Like if, like if if oxygen or if played against sports is going to pay you the same that that phase plan is going to pay you, and you still get to compete. You get like all the resources. You as a competitive player, would you consider that opportunity or no? You want to go with one of the top tier one teams. Honestly, so I was actually I'm not even sure I agree. Talk about this, but I'll just talk about it because you know I don't think it's a problem. But I actually was going to hold off with oxygen because. I knew that when this game drops out, I was going to put my all into it. Like, I'm not sure if y'all know, but I've been streaming 12 hours plus every day because I'm like, I want this. I don't want to be known as a top player. I don't want to be known as a top five player, top 10. I want to be known as that player, the number one player. Just be like, yo, he's in my lobby. Oh, just back out. You know, I want to be like that type of player. <laughs> and I was going to do that, but I was like, you know what? Why join a tier one org when you could grow an org that's trying to be tier one? You know, I'd rather be with a family than just a money grab real quick and then get dropped because I do bad or dropped because of any other random reason. You know, I'd rather be with a family that people that cares about me that I've been with nearly like not even as an org. like I've been with them for two years, but just as a community, because like I said, it's a land center that I went to and that's how I met them all. Mm. So that's why. So, so you would consider that that kind of equal opportunity there. So uh, tier three or whatever, not a tier one or you consider that. Would you or would you consider something with like a play it again sports says we want to sponsor our own knockout city team and you weren't signed and they, they gave you an offer and, and the pay was comparable. The opportunity to resource. It's just a brand. Like it's just a brand. It's not an organization. So you, you know what play it against sports is? Is that what Do you know what Maybe play it again? Do you know what play it against <laughs> sports is? No. Yeah. See, Marcus. Okay. Mar I'm old. That, that's on me. Somebody. What's what's a a newer? What, 
it makes sense. A newer uh, sports. I don't know. You young. You ever heard Chuck E. Cheese? Why did you just say like Chick Fil A? <laughs> yes, I heard Chick Fil A. <laughs> well, I was just thinking like because it's a sports. You know, they would sell dodgeballs. So oh, they, oh so, so you mean like a you mean like a side? Oh, you mean like a sponsorship? Oh, um, right, a sponsorship. I think, I think it would have to. Oh, I think yeah. I think mo- all sponsorship goes through my org first. Like you can hit me up, but you have to talk to my org about it. But would you it. would you do it if? Subway came if to you, you didn't and have said, a team. Hey, oh, you want oh but they fresh? had their own league teams because you have oh. like let's say if Monster, if Monster had their own league team for Knockout City, and you was not signed to any organization, would you take them up on that honor of representing just Monster because they're just a brand, but they're not so acclimate in having an esports team, mm-hmm. but they're pay- they're putting money into making their own team at that moment for Knockout City. Would you actually, would you take up that opportunity? Oh, I mean, probably. It all depends on how long the duration would be for the contract. Yeah. Mm. What's a good that duration? What's a bad duration? Um, for stuff like that, because like I think it is, this is more like both like just helping each other outside stuff. Like they're trying to get their, you know, not saying their name out, but it's just marketing. I would probably say three months, maybe five, six months max. Mm. max like that's like max max like i'm pushing it saying six okay and why would and and so versus 100 thieves how long would be a good contract for them oh forever that's that's my that's my own favorite like or like nate shot in them like he just knows what he's doing like i've been watching them since the, like the time of dawn of call of duty and stuff mm. okay so that stuff matters it matters yeah because like when it comes to like brands like you just said that's more on like money, like you're just getting paid money. Exactly. Wow, these orgs are like actual, like they help you, they promote you and stuff. Monster throw something here twice for you here and there, that's it, and pay you. You, you probably talk to them here in the blue moon, but yeah, you're, you're not talking, you're not, you know, connecting wise and all that stuff. So, from the player's perspective, that stuff really matters. Yeah. yeah, that stuff matters for the advancement of your career. Okay, definitely could feel that. Definitely could feel that. So, I find it interesting that you consider uh, them on high on your list uh, when a lot of them that's on that organization don't look like you. So what is the draw? Oh, like I said, it's just like from just watching Nate Shine, just knowing his marketing and just like as a like because he was a player himself and he literally quit. I'm not even sure if gaming was truly his um, goal, but for him to quit doing something that he was doing amazing streaming wise and stuff to drop it to actually take younger audience and help out it's just it's just like i don't know like um what do i say it just it was like a big help pretty much not like not like a big help to myself but like just like to see that he's helping other people that small stream like like do you know classifying them uh-uh, I'm not so it was like these three yeah. so it was like three or four of these guys it was one black guy i think two caucasian mm-hmm. like one other person and it was just, they were just a group of friends making dumb videos and this funny stuff. And 100 Thieves just liked it, picked them up. And they had a thing going on and they slowly broke up because one person just wasn't feeling it anymore. And as their friends, instead of them being money hungry and say, oh, it's just going to be three of us now or, oh, we're going to get another fourth, it just disbanded. And it's, now they're doing their own stuff in their own career, but still signed to 100 Thieves, of course. Hmm. Uh, if, I, if I asked you to pick somewhere else to go, uh, with people that look like you, do you even have a choice? No, I don't even think there's any like actual gaming organization that's all, um, you know, myself. <laughs> oh, that's probably so. Do you think that means they don't exist, or you think that means they're not they haven't reached your radar? Um, not that they don't exist, there's definitely some, but they probably haven't reached our radar most likely. Oh. And why do you think they haven't reached your radar? Um, most likely just by popularity and stuff, like the size that they are and, st- and stuff. Like, for example, like Oxygen, I probably wouldn't even join it if I never went to that land center. Like, literally, like Oxygen, they're small, but they're not small at the same time. Like, they're pretty big in um, Rainbow Six, but that's the only game they're, they're, they're um, really big in. They, they're in, like, smaller games like Call of Duty Mobile, um, some card game. I already forgot what it's called, but they're also in that. And Rocket League, they're also in Rocket League. So what do you do to balance your mental health? Uh, I know you deal with uh, racism and toxicity online. 
since you've been competing. So how do you balance that and and stay not Same. burned down by it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not saying I've had the worst childhood or any type of sort like that, but like just from growing from the Call of Duty community, it's just a laugh to me, like all honesty. Like it doesn't even hurt me or affect me. I just laugh at it. I'm just sitting here like, bro, you're really in my stream saying this. You're watching me. Remember that. You, you're, you're, you're like a little fan to me. You're not a supporter. You're a fan. You're watching me just saying these words. You say these words, you get banned at some point. It's not going to hurt me. That's just how I deal with the situation. For and where do you think you get that type of mindset from? Are you, are you raised to feel like that? Or is it something you just recognize within the space that, hey, I need to be <sighs> like this in order to survive it or what? I think it's just from playing Call of Duty. I'm pretty sure if we all play Call of Duty, we Yo. all play Call of Duty. You can survive anything. Yeah, yeah pretty Yo. much. So I think what Yo, Derek's digging f- into is like, do you think that it's, do you think that's, do you think that's supposed to be like that? You think that's supposed to be like that? <laughs> Um, no, not at all. But it's just from growing up with it. It's just like like, like growing up, growing up with it. Like if you're used to it, it's just like you un- not that you understand it. You grow like yeah, you got callous skin to it. You're not gonna be easy yeah, yeah. It's easy just like whatever. It. But like other people that's not used to it and they hear it, they're like, why would you like? Oh my it, God. Oh, yeah, like why would you even say that? So when yeah. you so when you start being in the the position you're talking about, like the nade shop position in a couple of years, and you start turning around helping the 21 year olds, 19, 18 year olds, are you just gonna tell them to grow thick skin, or you think something should be done about it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. Like I'm just wondering, what do, what do you what do you, I mean, honestly, like I, something that we work on, you know, um, often and we talk about often is like eliminating that because that's what's really in my, in my opinion keeping video games from busting out into the mainstream like you know busting out into the bando like going big with like everywhere else because people people dig into these communities and they see there's like mad racism there's mad like you know um and they don't sexism, want to invest anymore sexism, they're like oh there's yeah. mad, there's <laughs> mad you know like i'll be seeing i be i know you've been lobbying a girl come in there and they be acting crazy oh yeah and you can't do crazy and you can't even you can't even do nothing you just be like damn like i'm not even in this i'm just listening to them and i'm like there's no way <laughs> there's no way that people is going to be able to like take this and put this out there for the world to see at a major thing yeah, yeah they can control mm-hmm. it at one world cup event at one but eventually those people who are on those mics are going to have to start being in front of people and the behavior there i just think is like you shouldn't have to grow um thick, know, skin. thick skin you shouldn't have to it just doesn't have anything to do with you know what's going on at hand so it's funny you bring call of duty up because i feel like that's the game that is number one in the world for like you know ridiculous absurd racism that just be going yeah, by it's every funny. minute of every day because now like um if you cut on call of duty like they have this one uh, splash page talking about that, saying you know we don't we don't condone this, and I was like, well, y'all should have been had this. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like Call of Duty the race for how long? Like, call, like my yeah, first years, time playing. Years? Yeah, my first time playing Call of Duty. The very first time I played on Xbox Live was with Call of Duty Four, which is Modern Warfare, and. I got hit with mad. I was like, yo, I'm on your team. Do you know I'm on your team? And then ever since further than just like what Bugs was saying, especially being a woman and a black woman at that, um, I did. And even to this day, I do grow a, a certain type of armor at the same time. Just because I grow that armor does not mean that I accept it. It's just that I know how to not, like what you're saying to me don't real really mean nothing like at all. But at this in the same token, I'm gonna make sure that this doesn't become something that's normal, normalized. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not gonna show that you're you're bothering me because you're not. Right. <laughs> and just like right. you say, you are a fan. Um, but I, of course I don't wanna I want to still teach even the younger generation exactly. to have a set of armor. But, but to, to also, also know, know how to infiltrate to make sure that that doesn't exist anymore. And, and that's, that's why, like, now, with the Call of Duty stuff, it does make sense to be like, listen, we, we got to all sit down or something because 
this racism and this sexist stuff and all kind of prejudice just can't be condoned uh, at all to, to normalize it because we see it so much even like in Overwatch League, we spoke about that league a lot. Um, Call of Duty kind of calmed down on it. I, I went on there recently and people was like, good game. I was like, really? You said good game? I was like, I was just so surprised. Um, I was like, I can't. I was like, wow, G. Willikers type joy. I just turned to a whole different person. Like, um, that they said good game. And I was like, well, Okay, so um, you don't know how to respond to good sportsmanship. Yeah, I was. It was so baffling that you know I I love when I do hear like, "Yo, good game." That was a really good game. You had me. You know, I seen you in the corner camping. Like, I love hearing that. It's it's really refreshing to hear. So, yep. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. You black? Why aren't you playing no fighting games? <laughs> So my dad was a big head for like Street Fighters and stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I play it like my favorite fighting game right now that I play here and there is on um, Brawlhalla. Like, I, I I used to play um Mortal Kombat and all that stuff back then, but like those, it just got repetitive. Just like like for example, 2K and all that, it just got repetitive. So sports and fighting isn't your genre. You like shooters. Do you ever watch any of that stuff on Twitch? Like, I wonder, like, do the pros of like. You and your boys playing Knockout City, playing Fortnite. Do y'all ever just be like, I'm just go watch this Mortal Kombat tournament? Nah. <laughs> I, I, I only like mainstream, like, it's sad to say, but only like mainstream stuff that I like to watch. Like, for example, like, like for example, recently, um, Fortnite did their, like, their grand finals. Like, even though I'm not playing that game no more, I still like to see, you know, my homies or the people that I used to, you know, mess with, you know, compete. And then, for example, I'm Valorant. wasn't the biggest head in it, but I like seeing like majors and stuff, those like those type of games. And do you think? Did you have you ever met any? Um, have you ever met any fighting game players that like you've met on Fortnite, and they're like, "Well, that's what I play mainly," but I just bumped into, you and then y'all became cool. Um, not that I know of. No one ever like that I've met said I came from a fighting game. Okay, and this is my last thing, Derek. I see you then, but I just want to say so. <laughs> so it's safe to say, as I try to tell people all the time, this is a lesson for y'all. Is that games are different than traditional sports? How they try to be like, well, basketball or football. It's like, well, this is different because you have so many genres in gaming. Because there's a bunch of people, like Red said, like Sonic Fox, they got their own world, right? Of yep, like, all about, <laughs> about their own, yeah, their own, like fighting games is its own thing. Fighting games is its own thing. It's got its own following, its own people, but they don't necessarily turn around and start watching Rocket League. They don't watch it. They don't. It's not that it's not popular. It's not that. But they don't. I have never, ever, ever. Let me tell you something. I see how much the marketing is there. I see how much people play it. I see how they had um, Kiki Palmer do the world finals. And she was up there with a, a, a virtual person. It wasn't even. She was real. The virtual person wasn't. It was cool. It was trendy. I still didn't watch one whole match of League of Legends. The game went out 10 years. Yeah, I ain't never I sat, watched, yeah, I don't, I ain't I don't never sat through one game ever. Never from the top to the finish have I been like, wow, that was a thrilling match of League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> never. Ever. Not once. It doesn't mean so I don't you never watched, it. So you never watched a, a stream or a YouTube video just to see what it was? Ever? I've spent 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, at, okay. a time, yeah, at a time. Yeah. At a time. Like, at a time. Don't get me wrong. Multiple yeah, yeah, times, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Yeah, like by the time they're in the middle, as soon as they, I've gotten to where like one team has been down to two, three champions. Never like where it's like, like, oh, this is it. Like if they destroy the turret fast, I've seen that, but like mm-hmm. never more than like, man, nah. This team yeah, is, I haven't this, seen you know the how cross. much Smash can get played in that time? In that time, <laughs> you know how much Smash? You'll be down to one stock playing around. <laughs> I'm tired of be sitting here watching them run through a jungle. Oh, you can't see him, but you can. Nah. Nah, but I respect it, though, because it's... Okay, Twitch been popping for, what, 10 years? League of Legends been in that top five every day. Uh, you open Twitch right now where League of Legends is going to be yep. at the top. Yeah, League of Legends, Dota, all those real-time oh, at strategies. The top, at the tippity-top because you old, know why? Old game. Because they got, right, because they got, they got Asia. Oh, That's it's what it, big there. They yeah. got Asia. America, they, they suck at League and all that. It's so bad. <laughs> Not That's yet. all I know about them. <laughs> they got Asia. But I I I I I uh I wanted to let Derek go because I know you was dropping great because I want to follow your trail. I got a couple questions too behind your trail, and then we'll let you go, folks. Um, my question is, 
at what point did you start or do you have an LLC in relates to what you're doing in gaming? Let me ask that question first. LLC. <laughs> Limited liability. So um, you have your own business. Yeah. Do you have your own business in relates to gaming? Um, so when you get paid and when you when you win earnings and stuff, all of that is personal. It's not business earnings. That's personal. Oh, okay. okay. So, so let me ask you, why not go business with it so you can write off your headset, write off your chairs, write off your internet, write off your tournament entry fees that like conduct it like a real business if, you, if you're doing business relates to your gaming? As you can see, I didn't know what the LLC was, so now okay. I might start doing that. <laughs> okay. Drop gems on you. Those are all things that you can do as a pro gamer. And I will trust. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, all the all the huge content creators now. Um, yeah, yeah, it is important important to have. I thought you had to be at a certain level to do those type of things, but now I know. (laughs) You can open a one here in Florida for like seventy dollars. Yeah, you want to do it now? Yeah, you can do it like Marcus. I'm putting in my notes right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you want to do it because you're already gonna buy games. Mm-hmm. You're already going to pay for internet. You are, so you might as well write all that stuff off. Yeah, against the Make it a little lighter your on business. your parents. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because you have to have them. Because Bugsy as a business has to have these things to function. So mm-hmm. the government will say, okay, well, That's you That's another workshop. Another the workshop, yeah. See? See? You got to come through. This is what we do at Eat for Life. See how we dropping gems on your head? <laughs> now you know. Now you Get know. your baskets. Getting gems on your your head right now. That's you like, dang, that's crazy. Exactly. You could do that. And that's that's important, yo. That's really important. And what I want to say is that kind of was a great question, but I want to segue back into something I was talking about earlier. Um, You know, what do you think it's going to take to get more uh, black kids like you into esports? Like, what's it going to take to get more? Because we see, like, as you said, this is the first time you've been, before we were on camera, you said, or before we were on stream, I should say. Uh, you were saying this is the first time you remember in a minute being on like a Zoom or like a game or anything mm-hmm. with like four other black people. What do you think it would take um, to get more? Like to get more. What is it like? I just want to answer for like more, you know, like what would it take to get more? What do you think if you had your way, you know, how would we get more brothers like me and you, right? Meeting up like this in this kind of setting or or in gaming or whatever. What will it take? So for me, at least, from just my experience of living, I'm going to have to blame it on the parents and stuff. For example, my parents, they weren't, you know, not saying they weren't supportive, but it was like parents and older people, they don't see this as a career. In a black hole, you can't just say, mom, I'm not going to college. I am playing video games. You you can't tell them that. They'll look at you like you're crazy. You're yoked up. (laughs) You said, what? Get out my house, you know? So, like, I think it's more on, like, just, like, your household. Like, that's something you have to explain to your parents or not even explain. You have to go out and do and show show them that. So, for example, for me, um, I, like, I'll tell you a quick story. So, um, literally when I end high school, big, big drama, da, 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 da. And I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to take a break a whole year and see how, like, YouTube is. I wanted to put my full focus on YouTube because I'm, like, I'm watching these guys. I'm, like, yo, I could do this. I could do this better. And try to tell my parents, like, oh, I just want to, you know, work, work for a whole year and, you know, do it. Because I was, like, beating around the bush. I didn't want to tell them, hey, I'm going to do YouTube for a year. So I'd be around, oh, I just want to work for a year and then do it. They looked at me like, no, you're going to college. And guess what? I had to go to college because I can't control that or whatever. But then when I went over there, then I was, you know, doing schoolwork. Kind of got screwed over, yada, yada, yada. And I was also playing and making YouTube channels, making YouTube again. And then fast forward, fast forward, um, pretty much a school screwed me over. I ended up going to school back in New York, and then I was competing. It was 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. I was going back and forth, back and forth. And at the end of the semester, I was like, yo, Ma, I, I just don't think school is for me. Like, I used to never like school at all. Like, it's just not my thing. And um, she was like, all right. I was like, give me give me a year on, on just gaming. Like, because I was making money on, you know, Fortnite and stuff. I was still making good, decent money. I was like, yo, give me a year. Let's see how it goes. I kid you not. Um, that's how I won that tournament. It was like less than a month. And they see me won 50K and they're just like, okay. 
he might be onto something, you know? And then that's when mm-hmm. I got my free liability to actually do something. So even though some like your household can't hold you back, you could still push through it. Like I didn't have to take a year off to, you know, win that tournament, but it probably did help, you know, for practicing and stuff. But, you know, you still could do little stuff, little tournaments to get you out, get yourself out there, win money, get your name out there. So you could show back to your parents, hey guys, look what I have. I have 20,000 people watching me 20,000 you know subscribers and, and all that type of stuff mm, okay so you think people you know people who you know because by per capita like you know the brown kids have less they can't get the pc for the streaming and oh yeah the mm-hmm. gaming and things yep. like that so you think even if they have less just staying persistent and like uh trying to get work on followers and getting actual wind under the belt can do a lot for their career yeah and like just getting connections, like for example, for myself, um, like when I was sixteen, I was working and stuff. I wasn't really thinking about PC, but I had a not saying a great connection, but I just had a friend. He had a little extra money, and he actually helped me out getting my first PC. Then going down the line, met Helix. They helped me with a PC, and then you know won the tournament. And I was able to get my own self a PC. And I'm not saying you know everyone will be fortunate like that to get a friend or have someone help you out, but like I said, I had a job. If I knew at the time, or I would have just later down the line got myself a PC for, you know, that type of stuff. So, like, under 16, understandable, is harder and stuff. But over 16, if you truly want it and you want to do it, stop making the excuses. Put some money to the side and then put some money to the side for PC. Even though it might take months, maybe a whole year, if you're putting the certain right amount, you could afford it, you know. You don't need the best of the best. I love that. I love that because I think that there's definitely some deficit, but like I always compare esports right now to like the NBA in the 50s. It's mm. like two black dudes out there, but you know that the black dudes are real good. <laughs> Dominated by the, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, about to, it's about to be a takeover. Yeah, it feels like As <laughs> like soon as we get the research, as soon as the resources become available in some way, fashion, yeah. or form. Yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like a lot of the games on PC, they make you upgrade your stuff so much that, like you said, that that yeah. single mother is not about to go out and buy you a, a graphics card. No, yeah. no, let me get you a graphics Boy, card. Boy, how much is that? <laughs> <laughs> For real. You know what I'm saying? So I love that you're saying, though, no matter what it was you had, first of all, you're just like me. I got a job at 16. Same thing. Keep the internet on. Keep all that I had to keep Xbox Live and play DOA. Had to do it. There was no other way. I remember that. Talking to you reminds me of that. Two, I had to keep people out of my room, too. So I had to be <laughs> like, yo, stay out. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on thing here? I had to do that. So I think you're on the right track with that. What other advice would you give to people who are trying to get to where you got? They might not even won, you know, uh, 50K. They might even won 10K yet. What advice would you give them to get to their to their goal? And then tell us some about your goals. Like, by the time you're 25, you should be doing this, this, or this. But first, tell us what you think people should get to even where you're at now. Where you're, you're sponsored. If you can call up people, they can send you a scuff. You say, hey, <laughs> this ain't working, bruh. And they go, okay, so we'll have you something in a couple weeks. A couple days. A couple hours. Just give us some time. How do I mm-hmm. get to there? From right now, nobody calls me nothing but for dinner. How do I get... To all right, somebody somebody gonna send me something because I'm nice. How do I get to that? Just just play, or is there tips you can give? This is the gem dropper moment. You supposed to drop gems, okay? On their head, let them know what they could do tonight that could help them get to where like they're like bugs. Like yo, I make a call, controller show up at my door. (laughs) Um, the best thing I could tell you, man, is consistency. Consistency is everything when it comes to social media, when it comes to anything. The more you put out, the more you will get. The more You can't be these bigger guys that drop one video a week and still get the same amount of views because you're not like them. No one knows you. You have to keep dropping those videos until that one video hits the market so people can see you. Then a few more videos, another one hits the market, and another one, another one, and it just finally grows. You can't just post one video and be like, damn, this didn't get that much views. I'm not doing it anymore. Because that's how I was. With Fortnite, um, I'm, not the, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of editing, but I know I have to edit. When I edit, I'm just sitting here like, all right, da-da-da. 
two, three hours later, all right, done. Post it, 80 views. I'm just like, damn. It's like, don't get me wrong. I love the 80 views. I appreciate it. I'm happy for it. But it's just like, yo, I just put all that <laughs> damn hours. And I got 80 people to watch it. And it's like better than some of these people that's getting 10K, 20K. You can't have that mindset. You have to keep pushing, keep thriving. Yeah. <laughs> so if you really really truly want it i'm not saying oh it's my dream no if it's your goal and you really want it then you won't stop it i've been gaming i've been doing youtubing since i was like 13 14 and i didn't really get nothing big yeah i want these little stuff yeah i got a decent following on twitter but like i always thought like you know you gotta get lucky you know you gotta have some big streamer see you and you blow up from it when reality they all didn't get lucky some people did but not all of them some people actually grind like you said ninja that man was playing halo that man was in his mom's basement gaming putting the work in look at him now he could just throw in a stream on and make 100 grand by just doing this just like just standing still it doesn't matter so if you really want it keep putting the grind keep putting the work in and it will come don't be devastated because the numbers and stuff because um i have a girlfriend and she you know, kind of like to do the streaming stuff, and she always watches the number. Oh, I don't got that much followers. Oh, I don't got that much viewers. Like, why do you care? Just do it for fun. That's what I do for streaming for. I don't even look at the numbers. I don't even look. Oh, my chart went even up. Even if oh, you I got, got a donut month. in there. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just be like, I streamed. Okay, cool. Because like, 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 like I like you said about streaming and grinding. I'm just grinding. The stream is like just falling behind me. You know, I rather make my money by competing than streaming. Even though streaming does, you know, give out more. I, I just I just like doing my own thing, you know. I like I getting that. it for myself. And if people want to support and follow behind and help me, then I appreciate that. Be it. Yeah, you're a competitor. There's nothing wrong with being yeah. a competitor. You know, we the people pressure you. Oh, well, streamers are making so much more money or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some people are born to compete. They just want to compete. They just want to, you know, scrap it out. That's how I am. That's yeah. how I was. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> compete. I want to take your soul on stage in front of everybody. Yep. And you're <laughs> I live in that. I, I I can't tell you there is something special about it. But you know, I love that you have that in you, and um, that's incredible. Any other questions from y'all before we let the pro get back to doing what pros do? I'm going to open the, the floor up for the guests and the, the audience. Um, you know, if they have any questions. In the meantime, while, while people are thinking about that, can you drop three gems for someone who wants to become the next diamond, the next? Platinum, like how do you? I was go just about to ask that because I, I need to take some notes. Okay. We are taking because we, we got a little gems. little you know, activation we got coming up soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we trying to get our weight up on this. So, so right, tell, teach us and teach right everybody. Right. How do we get? <laughs> what are your top three tips for this? All right. So help us out too. So your number one tip: do not solo queue. Everyone loves to sit there and complain and be like, "Oh, solo queuing just." Don't solo queue. Go find Okay, we're solo queue. Wait a minute. You're going to back it up. We're solo queuing. <laughs> like, solo play, queue. play by yourself. Yeah, you just hop in ring by yourself yeah. in, a, in a game mode thing, and you're complaining about your team, which is like, I mean, you did it to yourself. What, what did you expect? You know, you already <laughs> know that you've been through it in multiple games. You think it's going to get better in this game? <laughs> um, Two, teamwork. Teamwork is everything. Pass the ball is like the biggest thing in this game. Like a lot of people that's new to the game don't pass the ball. They just try to charge it up and throw it. Passing the ball already makes the ball charge. And then oh, double team okay. and then double teaming is like throwing at the same person. And it's like almost a guaranteed hit. The only time they can really dodge it is if they react fast enough. And that is dashing. Or if you don't throw it at the same time, um he they could double catch it, but you know those are still rare chances. But teamwork and double hitting the same person, like focusing the same person helps a lot. And then finally, uh, watch my stream, you know, get some tips out. <laughs> hey, look at that plug. Nice work, you know? yeah, well well See, he learned it. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> See? Well, That's done, man. well, yo, um, thank you for coming through. What is the stream? Let them know so they know they can, you know, come through and check you out. Oh, yeah, it's um, Bugs, V-I-I, B-U-G-Z, V-I-I on Twitch. All right, now. Well, you got Bugs <laughs> in the building. We appreciate you. We thank you for your time. We know it's uh, thank you. hard out here. Yeah, no problem. In the streets. You came through, blessed us up. We appreciate you. And I've, uh, I, got, I followed you because Knockout City retweeted you. 
something that I found. <laughs> and then I saw your work, so I wanted to make sure I got a chance to get you on. So thank you to my guests because we got we got this happening fast, but we just met like three <laughs> days ago, right? Yeah. We uh. That was we, awesome. We uh we got that connection, and now uh you're a friend of the <laughs> show. So thank you for checking out uh the E for Life podcast. Um, we'll oh, be back with y'all next week with more fire gems. I uh, got a special guest coming next week. We're excited about it. And, uh, you know, if if there's nothing from anybody else, I'm good. We got the course coming next month, so you got to be <laughs> ready. You want to learn Facebook ads, YouTube ads. You want to learn how to get your stream bigger. You want to learn how to sell more of your product. This is where you're going to come to, the Eat for Life course, okay? Um, and that's what it is for me. But I'm sure Michael Padre's got other hot stuff going on. So before we go, can you guys <laughs> tell me what you got going on this week? Yeah, Wednesday, I'm working with the Florida Library System or the Library System of Florida to talk about esports and libraries because I think it's a completely untapped resource or, uh, mm. or undertapped resource for leveraging like machines plus consistent, you know, reliable internet and the learning opportunity connecting esports with education. So I'm going to be on a panel uh, this Wednesday talking about that. All right, all right, all right. Esports could get loud. I thought the library was supposed to be quiet. <laughs> They're gonna have to figure yeah, it out. These libraries is having like some land centers now. Like oh, yeah. even here in New York, they got a couple of little things popping off. Like, um, wow, wow, what a great play! What a great <laughs> <laughs> I know they're not in this library whispering. Oh man! How about you, um, it's, yeah. Uh, so. You know, really thankful for the family I have here. Shouts out to Derek and Marcus. Um, shouts out to Christopher Turner, too. Um, but working with Generation Esports, speaking to schools and some young women, uh, also on how to get into esports uh, and how to get into the gaming industry. So speaking at a couple of schools for that, can't wait to do that even further and seeing what we could kind of strategize uh, to get more girls, little girls that look like me into, you know, the industry and not feel like they don't have anyone there that they can lean on uh, in order to be successful in it. That's what I'm working on right now. That's incredible. And the grind doesn't stop on this side. Still making the industry. Tampa is the go-to city right now. So we're still <laughs> just trying to build and make sure that we get our piece of the pie. Right, Mr. Marcus? That's right. Every day, man. Yeah, well, then we next week in LA want y'all to stop taking y'all Tampa with that Tampa stuff. Stop <laughs> taking every damn thing, all right? LA is still popping. We know we the last to get our mask off, but we still got <laughs> on. everybody going to Tampa. It used to be LA. Now everybody want to be in Tampa. Okay, okay. We mm -hmm. have to make a trip. Y'all save some events. We see what y'all doing. <laughs> High Point Gamer, mm -hmm. there. there's some stuff happening in LA too, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like damn. You used to want to come here. Now y'all forgot. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, and then next, next, week, we, we, next week, we got Monica Pollard, who's going to be our, our guest for the, the podcast. She yeah, was there uh, in Germany when the Berlin Wall came down. She was there and after when Nelson Mandela got released from jail. Uh, you know, so she's she's been part of some major world events and, and is a, a strategic business executive. Um, and was there when, when Verizon got created. So she's going to talk about, you know, how people from a corporate level can figure out how to level up their careers and their businesses. So really excited about it. Yeah, she's really pushing forward a lot of like VR and augmented reality tech. I'd be seeing her on that a lot. So that's really, really, really exciting. I want to say Ian Mills, shout out to you because he said uh, he'd like to see RDC World making esports org. That's a fire idea. That'll be fire. Because they're, <laughs> they're the bomb. Because they, really they have their own convention right now, too. So they, they have their own convention. Yeah, they had it. This is what going on, I think, the third year. Well, do you know RDC World? RDC World? Oh, hell yeah. How much was that? I should have said that they, instead of played against sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have their they own black anime con. Mm -hmm. Like, it's yep. fire. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. They're dope. They're dope. Well, uh, yeah, we're definitely a couple. I know a couple companies that's doing a lot with uh, black esports. So hopefully we see a lot more of that coming in soon. And, uh, you know, um, hopefully we just see a lot more uh, black esports in expertise positions and esports positions. And, um, you know, we and, and I want to shout out to, by the way, you know, all the people who aren't black who watch this podcast or hear this or whatever. 
you shouldn't feel threatened by this. You should feel empowered. You should feel empowered because through all this that we know that black folks have gone through, they're still here and they're still magical and they still play esports. How about that? How about They still are esports. It's time for the. Uh, thank you for coming through the E for Life podcast once again. Um, we're excited for next week. We'll see you on the next one. Till then, collect all these gems.